0: Welcome to the podcast. Today, our guest is Ryan Paquin with First Home Mortgage, who's a branch manager and mortgage consultant, and has been doing this for about 20 years now. Good morning, Ryan. Morning. So, you know, tell me, what made you want to uh, pursue a career in the mortgage industry? Yeah, it was kind of, uh,
1: just happened. I um, I was in the World Trade Center on 9-11, living up in New York, and my wife's from down in Maryland, so... She's, she's like, we're, we're moving to Maryland. So I said, okay, let's, let's go down. And I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, and she actually introduced me to the gentleman that she had a, uh, a summer job with and actually did my mortgage up in, up in New Jersey. So I interviewed with him and he kind of gave me the lowdown of, of what the mortgage industry was about pretty, pretty briefly. And I just jumped right
0: in. Um, and it's been nearly 20 years. So what is it about the mortgage industry that you like? Uh, Changes every day. There's something
1: different. Uh, You get to work with, you know, kind of similar to what what you do is you have different people you're working with constantly. Uh, You know, no two days are the same. So there's a lot of variety. I work with great people. Um, You know, I have a branch of about 25 people in it and uh, you know, going to work every day with, with people that you like makes it easy. Certainly. Um, But you know, just having the ability to um, have an industry that changes constantly. So you, you have to stay on top of it. It's never boring and you, you have to consistently be willing to learn new things. So it's fun. I like it. I actually love it.
0: So, you know, you just said that, you know, constantly learning new things. So what is it that you know now that you wish you knew when you first started in the mortgage business? One, it's, a heck of a lot more work
1: than I thought it was going to be. Um, but no, I mean, just in the last 60, 90 days, uh, I feel like I've learned so much more about mortgage-backed securities and the way um, economics plays into a, you know, pricing out an interest rate and, and when the, what the Fed does, how much impact that has on, on mortgage rates and liquidity and Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and, and what the agency's role is. You know, that's all... Not that I didn't know what that was prior to this, but I feel like I had to really deep dive to understand how things were going to be impacted every time the Fed made a move. Um, so that part of it, the back end side of the business, is what I've learned most recently. Um, <clears throat> but it's uh, it's something different every day. It could be guidelines changing. It could be um, new programs. Uh, you know, understanding you know, how the state of Maryland has put into like a student loan program came out a couple years ago to help clients pay off their student loan. I had to learn how to master that program. So when people called me, I knew what I was talking about. And that's the kind of thing that changes every day, which is
0: great. Right. So what are some of the questions that, you know, because again, you talked about, you know, how things keep changing and things like that. But what are some of the things that the clients aren't asking you that they really should be asking you uh, you know when they're applying to to get a mortgage or preparing themselves, you know, to buy their first home.
1: Yeah, so we actually take uh, a, a very educational approach when consulting our clients. We want to teach them everything they need to know uh, about having a mortgage and owning a home. Um, a lot of what we do is education based. So, you know, when you have a client that comes in, as a first-time home buyer and they have no idea what that. Means right? They just, I get me my loan and get me some down payment assistance, and 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 I have a house. Well, there's a lot more involved with that, right? So we don't want clients moving into the house house poor. So we do a lot of what you do with budgeting and helping people understand what their cash flow is going to look like. Um, it's just, it's really uh, there's a gap in our education system that doesn't teach people the basics of um, home ownership and budgeting. And what a mortgage is, and how your credit works. A lot of education we teach is on credit, you know, and how to how to get good credit. So, um, but yeah, it's 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 every day we're we're teaching people um, what it means to own a home and how much it costs and what to expect down the road. You
0: no, know, you mentioned um, being house poor. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you what do you mean by being house poor? Well, so you know it's
1: very easy to get a loan. The, the guidelines are actually pretty loose from a debt to income ratio perspective, right? So if you make $5,000 a month, in most cases, they're gonna lend you up to $2,500 to um, $2,750 a month in monthly debt, right? So 50 to 55% of your gross income, they let you borrow on a monthly basis. And that's how you determine what your sales price will be. So. If somebody moves into a house and they have a $2,750 debt load, right? Maybe that's their car payment, student loans. If something happens, water heater, furnace, you know, or their car breaks down, something happens, they're not going to have that extra cash uh, on a monthly cash flow basis to fix it, right? So they better have some reserves when they move into the property um, if they plan on having or they better have an opportunity to earn more. Right. In a short period of time, it's, they're looking at an increase in pay. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's that kind of stuff where they don't realize how expensive it is once you're in the house and they don't realize they're going to be house poor, that all of their money is going to be going towards mortgage payment uh, and maybe some groceries. And then, they, you know, you have that surprise bill that comes up or maybe that electric bill is higher in the summer because you have, you know, the AC cranking and they don't they don't realize that it's going to be a little bit more expensive in different months than it is in others.
0: Right. I like, you know, so, you know, when, when you were just talking there and you talked about helping them put together a budget, you know, obviously from from my side of things, I'm always telling people to to put together a budget so then that way they can plan, because if you don't have that budget, you can't plan in talking about putting the reserves to the side and stuff like that. That's something that that I'm constantly preaching, especially to people that are, are young and, and right out of college and things like that because they don't have the experience uh, with it. So it's great that, that um, you know, the education and stuff like that is, is something that you're doing with these uh, homeowners. So what are um, some of the clients' biggest fears in going into a mortgage and what do you do to help them help alleviate some of those fears that they have? When we first get a client, there's still this
1: misconception that uh, it's very difficult to get a loan and that they'll never qualify or that they're going to need 20% down to buy a house, right? So the biggest fear is I'm not going to qualify. I don't know why I'm trying to do this, but I'm going to try. And the fact of the matter is it's, you know, 3% down to buy a house and, you know, debt to income ratio is really all we're looking at credit, debt to income ratio, And do you have the the 3% down or can you get a gift for the 3% down? Or can you use a special program for the 3% down? So um, the fear is credit based and, you know, I don't have enough money. Uh, And then once they kind of understand the process and they're pre-approved and they're out house hunting, the speed with which the process happens. So once you get that contract, you're in your home in 30 days and that is daunting to people they're like oh my goodness what did i just do i i want to buy a home but it's like this is moving too fast so uh they have that fear of like reality is about to kick in i'm about to have mortgage payment um but you know for, if you come from an education standpoint and you teach people what to expect and you really lay down proper expectations from day one i think you help alleviate a lot of those fears um especially credit-based fears
0: so, you know, lots of times, you know, we find, you know, on you know TV, the internet and things like that uh, of these companies that are out there that are promoting mortgages and, um, you know, where they don't have a professional like you. What is it that's, that's great about having a professional like you to help someone um, as compared to just going online and trying to get a mortgage on your own? Yeah, so,
1: you know, a few Super Bowls ago, we all learned that you could push a button and get a mortgage, right? And, um, yeah, that was good and bad in in that it opened up technological advances in our industry. Um, But it was bad in that the expectation was it was super easy to just go online. And over time, what's happened is a lot of people are kind of, they want a mortgage professional because they need their handhold. They need to be educated. They want to understand the process and they want to understand the different programs. So when you go to one of the internet lenders, lenders, they're not actually required to be licensed. So there could be a customer service representative that's just kind of pushing a button and going through the process with you, um, but doesn't necessarily understand their craft. Uh, As a correspondent lender, as a direct lender like we are, uh, I have to be licensed in every single state I do business in. So I have to take a test and continuing education for every single state. And it varies from state to state what those costs are, what those laws are what the requirements are to hold a license with the requirements are to get a mortgage. Um, and so we're just, you know, I guess a little bit more educated on what we're doing. Um, and, you know, a lot of the state of Maryland programs, all of them, you actually have to be uh, signed up with the state as a lender. And most of these big internet lenders are not, none of them are. Uh, so you can't go to, you know, one of the big internet lenders and say, Hey, I want to get down payment assistance. They don't have it. It just doesn't, you know, it's, it's a plain vanilla type of loan is what they do. And that's, that's it. You know, you're 20, 25% down. Um, and you good credit. They'll get you a loan. It's fine. Um, I actually went through the process with one of them just to see what my competition was doing. And it's, um, it's all about systems. It's just follow up and follow up and it's relentless and they don't leave you alone. Um, but there's no real, uh, connection with anybody. It's different people calling me every time. And, um, I'd rather have personal connection with my clients and walk them through that entire process. You feel really good about that when you can help somebody that doesn't think they can buy a home to then get into a home 30, 45, 60 days later. Um, it's just, there's meaning to that. So, uh, you don't get that when you just shop around online.
0: Right. Um, can you give me a, you know, in a recent example, or whatever, of a, a client that uh, that you helped—that was, you know, again, an issue that they thought was quite daunting, you know, type thing. Um, but you were able to to kind of help them out, and and what was the outcome? Yeah, so good example. Um, we had a client that uh, her husband's disabled,
1: and they came to me, didn't qualify for what for what they wanted. I worked with them for about two years. And it was a great lesson in persistence uh, because the client was just relentless. She was, "I'm going to buy a house. I don't care what anybody tells me." And I'll be honest, I was like, "This is going to be tough. This is going to be really tough. I don't know if this is going to happen." And uh, but she fixed her credit. Uh, We we told her exactly what she needed to do to get credit ready, Um, and that took a little time. And then while we were waiting, the state of Maryland opened up a disability program called the Home Ability. And what they did is they provided 25% of the purchase price uh, in down payment assistance, which freed up, you know, a massive amount of buying power. Um, and that is uh, to cover down payment and closing costs. So she moved into a house, $100,000 greater in sales price than we ever thought she was going to qualify for uh, and, and got the 0% mortgage, the second mortgage to cover the down payment closing. And uh, yeah, she bought a dream home. I mean, she, she was stoked and her husband and kids. Um, so yeah, that was, that story sticks with me all the time because it taught me a lesson in persistence and not giving up and, um, and just understanding that if I didn't have that program, if I didn't understand the program, she wouldn't have bought a home. It's just, she was underqualified, uh, just on her income. So it, uh, you know, it was, that was a phenomenal outcome. That's great.
0: Um, I know you work with a, a variety of uh, different people, different issues. Um, you know, you know. This is an example of somebody that, that with disabilities that you've helped. I know you have some high net worth clients, and some they come to you that that credit worthiness uh, may be questionable. Um, what's the most important thing that you've learned with dealing with this? You know, large variety of of different people.
1: Yeah. I mean, no, no two clients are alike. You can't put people in a box. Um, Every, every single client we consult has to have an individualized, a personalized plan of attack, right? Like you said, it could be a $2 million. uh, It could be a $60,000, you know, bond loan where they're getting down payment assistance. It's just, we we have to put individual processes in place for each person um, and it could be a matter of getting credit ready. It could be a matter of getting the down payment um, and closing costs that they need. Um, yeah. Ev- everybody's different. That's why I love my job. Cause it's every, it's a puzzle. It's a new puzzle. Every, every time you talk to somebody.
0: So, you know, kind of piggybacking on that. So when you start, um, you know, kind of start the process with the client kind of what's the kind of, what are your first steps that you start doing with them? Yeah, so we ask a series of questions up front just to kind of get
1: the, uh, the basics of where they want to live and, you know, um, how do they think their credit is, kind of get a feel for how they feel. Um, and then we, we have them go through the, the pre-approval application process so that we can get some details that will help us determine what programs they need and lay out that, that roadmap to home ownership. So um, that application takes about 10, 15 minutes to fill out. It's very detailed. And, um, you know, once they fill it out, we pull the credit and we start our our plan from there. If they're credit ready, it's all about the income, uh, and, and assets. So we calculate, we, uh, we will get all their documentation together. The W2s, pay stubs, bank statements, anything that's unique to their situation. Um, and we have them and, you know, we have all the technology that all these other companies have. So everything can be done electronically. It could all be uploaded, uh, into the portal. And, um, And then we just have a consultation with them to talk about what their hopes and dreams and goals are with the mortgage. How much of a home do they want to buy? Have they considered how much of a payment they want to keep as their budget? Because at the end of the day, I might qualify somebody for a $500,000 home, but they only want a $1,500 mortgage payment. So those two things don't add up. Um, So I have to figure out, can we get them into a home with a $1,500 mortgage payment? Or are we going to have to increase that buying power? And some of those conversations we have are, tax advantages, right, of owning a home. And are they going to continue to have the standard deduction? Or are they now going to be wise? Um, and maybe they'll take a little bit more money home on their paycheck, if they increase their allowances, we have that kind of, you know, uh, dialogue with them, and ask them to speak with their tax advisor to see if owning a home is going to actually yield them more money uh, and save them the tax. So, um, you know, that's, that's kind of the conversation. And then we figure out what that qualifying amount is, um, share
0: that with their realtor and and then they're on they're on their way so what is what's your ideal client
1: actually i i um i like first-time home buyers. i mean it's not necessarily ideal but uh i i just have gotten to a point where you know they're it's the most rewarding right so um you know, people with a little bit of money, maybe fifteen, twenty thousand $20,000, uh, 10,000, um, you know, good credit, ready to go. They, they know what they want. Uh, they're educated about the process and are willing to be educated on the process and they, um, they don't have unrealistic expectations. Right. Um, so, you know, you get somebody that might make thirty, forty thousand 40,000 a year and they want to buy a $300,000 house. It's not necessarily realistic. So it's, having those conversations um, and, and people that understand budgeting, right? So I, it's hard for me to help people that just throw a budget out and they're just like, I don't care. I want that house. I don't care what the payment is. It doesn't matter to me. I'll figure it out. I'll make it work. And I really, you know, I, I want to work with people that understand how a budget should work and, and that it's not meant to be broken, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. Uh, but a first time home buyer, we do a lot of government loans. Um, you know, whether it's down in Calvert County where we're doing a USDA loan, hundred percent financing, um, or, you know, an FHA loan with three and a half percent down. Um, Hey, look, do I like jumbo loans? Of course. Um, they tend to be a little bit harder. So that's fun for me because it's a, it's another challenge. Um, you know, self-employed borrowers are difficult to, to calculate so that that's always fun to work with um yeah i mean i don't it doesn't matter i we do all types of loans uh, and we do a lot of them so it's you know there's it doesn't i wouldn't say there's uh my ideal client but i'm just so used to working the first time um you
0: know you've t- talked about a lot about um education and educating your your you know your clients and potential clients are you doing any, um, any seminars uh, for them um, where you're getting groups of people together or are you just doing this kind yeah. of a more one-on-one type thing? It's all it, both. Um, we do some one-on-one stuff with our clients, um,
1: but I do a lot of uh, homebuyers education with uh, HOPE, which is Housing Options Planning Enterprises uh, in um, Oxon Hill. And uh, that is a HUD-certified class and I teach the, the mortgage portion. Uh, it's an eight hour class and, and I do the mortgage side of it. Not all of them, but I'm one of their, their educators. Um, and then, and we've been doing those on zoom. We get, you know, 30 to 40 people in a class. Um, they have them every other Saturday. I think there's a small fee for it. Um, but then I'll do home buyer seminars with a partner, with a real estate agent. And we'll get, you know, go to the library or do it on zoom. And um, and just walk them through the process. You know, what a real estate agent does um, typically revolves around how to get a mortgage and and what programs are available. That's what people want to hear is, you know, what how can I get in a house if I only have four or five thousand dollars in my bank and I only want to use four or five thousand towards the purchase? How how can I buy a home? Well, the fact of the matter is they can buy a home. You know, uh, the state has put out some fantastic programs. So it's just educating them on that because not all banks offer the program so if you call up a bank they might not talk about it so they're not being educated on it so we educate them on all the programs including programs we don't do so at least they have a knowledge of what who they can call and, and get different you know quotes for different programs
0: what's the um, the biggest challenge that you're facing right now Well, right now, things are pretty good.
1: (laughs) I mean, interest rates are at all time low. Um, The programs are still available. Um, You know, I'd say the biggest challenge right now is self-employed borrowers who have been affected by, you know, COVID shutdowns and their revenue is just not there. So they're used to making, you know, we look at their 2018 2018 and 19 tax returns and they might qualify on paper. But some of the new guidelines that have come out is that we still have to verify that they're making that same type of money today, and they might not be able to do that. So they're like, "Well, I qualified three months ago. I haven't changed anything with my tax returns, right? So what's the problem?" And and it's explaining that that cash flow has to prove that you're still on pace to make what kind of money we're using to qualify you. Um, so that's a huge challenge right now. Um, you know, the unemployments and the furloughs that has been a challenge we've had clients in the middle of a contract ready to go to closing and they got laid off. Um, and they still want to buy the house because they either got unemployment or they, you know, they got some, um, some government assistance and you can't, you, can, you can't buy a house if you don't have a paying job. So uh, that's been challenging. It's just difficult conversations because, you know, people have dreams of buying a home and then it's just squashed um, because of all of this, you know. Right.
0: So what, um, who haven't I asked you that you would like to share with our listeners?
1: Uh, you know, I'd say that for those people that do own homes, um, it's a phenomenal time to refinance. Um, you have the opportunity to cut the term down to 15 years. Uh, and, and you can certainly talk to them about the benefits of, of shaving off $100,000 in interest, right? Or plus, um, we have a client that's dropping from a thirty year at four and a quarter, down to a fifteen-year, two and a half, and they're saving off shaving off one hundred and seventy-eight thousand dollars in interest. I mean, it's a remarkable amount of money. Um, and you know, it might you might feel a little pain because the payment might go up a little bit, but it's not as much as you think it would be. Um, and to have an interest rate down in the twos, it's just like it's like free money. I mean, it's um, I'd rather put less money down and borrow at a low rate like that, and then use my money to invest in the market. So those are a lot of the conversations we're having in this break-even point and how much can you save and what can you do with that money you're saving. Um, You know, it's it's putting a plan together for for those refinances.
0: So if somebody wants to to be able to reach out to you to maybe go to one of your seminars or just to kind of start the process, see what rates are and stuff like that, how how do they get in touch with you?
1: Uh, They can email the Paquin team at firsthome.com. Um, or call me on my cell phone, 301-332-1589. That's my cell. You can reach me there anytime.
0: All right. Ryan, I appreciate your time today. Um, Again, this podcast today has been with uh, Ryan Paquin, First Home Mortgage. We appreciate your time. Thanks for having me.
1: This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC.